0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chicken intervention. Because McChicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life.
0: For breakfast, you got this. Wake up, breakfast.
1: Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time. to the lakers legacy podcast where til today i learned that d39 is just a new updated way of saying d12 because three plus nine equals 12 so d39 is also d12 so same same but different but still still same I am your host, Jonathan Hernandez, and my mind has been blown by this simple revelation. For some revelation. reason,
0: whenever you say D39, I just think of the Disney Channel or like Disneyland for some reason. I, I I don't know why, but anyway, go ahead. Are you thinking of the secret restaurant that they have or something? Every time you say D39, I just get the song on my head. Dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> no, for sure. Um, but back Is to D39 fantastic? being a new way of of saying D12. Tommy, did you already know about this? Or did you have another alternative conjecture as to why Dwight chose number 39? I know he holds the free throw record of 39 free throws attempted, but...
0: The free throw thing, I feel like we talked about at some point as like a joke. But then at some point before the season started, I thought he gave an interview and said that. I I don't know. I I felt like I knew that information already.
1: Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I must have missed it. Went straight over my head. But anyways, welcome to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, where... I don't really know what the Lakers have done because we're pre-recording this intro, but I'm just going to say, welcome to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, where the Lakers have won five in a row and are now five in one. Whoa. Oh my God, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just hope. I'm speaking it into existence. In this episode, Tommy's going to join me for the intro of this show. Then I'll give a couple of thoughts on the last game the Lakers played, presumably the Spurs game. I don't know. Before we get into that, though... Tommy, really quickly, just give me, because at this point, I'm sure Kyle Kuzma has already returned. Just give me your quick one to two minute thoughts on what Kyle Kuzma will bring to this team and how he may potentially unlock our clunky offense thus far.
0: Just another guy who can like get a bucket and not only get his own bucket, but like is very, very good at moving off the ball. Um, One of our best players moving off the ball the last couple of years and you know, it looked like in his limited Team USA time that the jump shot is back. And he showed as a, as a rookie that he could be really effective as a jump uh, jump shot shooter. So he's just going to bring us a different scoring dynamic. And I think this year we're going to see also more of a initiation um, playmaking dynamic. The last couple years, he's had to play with B.I. and Lonzo. And... Given where he was in his career versus where they were in their careers, like Lonzo is a really good passer. Obviously, BI by the time Kuzma was in was like, you know, really fine tuning his playmaking game. And you, you probably want the ball in those guys' hands more than Kuzma's. Even LeBron, you know, you want, obviously, we had him last year. You want the ball in his hands more than Kuzma's most of the time. But on this team, after LeBron, as we've discussed many times, and, you know, after Rondo, there's not, really anybody else who you want playmaking um, necessarily. And Kuzma, I think, fills a big void there. He's big, you know, so he can see over defenses and he's not being defended all the time by, you know, super guys who are as big or as strong as him. So, or not as quick as him, definitely at that position. So I think he's going to bring that dynamic as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, when plays break down and LeBron James has to pitch it out to like a guy like Danny Green or Avery Bradley or Troy Daniels or Quinn Cook and the shot clock is running down and we're expecting these guys to either shoot the shot or create something, Kuzma is going to be a godsend in that respect because he has a versatile offensive skill set, even though his handle is still mediocre to this point, although we'll see how much it's improved. But Kuzma has that Anton Jameson package where he can score in the mid-range in nifty ways. And like I've been saying all last year, he just didn't get the opportunities to have the ball in his hands as much and wasn't put in pick-and-roll opportunities where he's able to have a screen set for him by a big man and then either score off of that or playmake off of that. And because he's such a lethal scorer and defenses are so keyed in on his scoring, that's what makes him a pretty solid pick-and-roll option, even this in spite of the fact that he doesn't have a, an adept handle yet. Um, with that said, we're glad to have Kuzma back. I mentioned this to you offline, but a lot of people have been clamoring for Andre Iguodala, and we still have no idea whether this guy is going to get bought out. But Memphis should just leave him after they...
0: <laughs> just don't take him to the airport, dude. Just leave him in LA. It's fine.
1: <laughs> but if we're taking Iguodala out of the equation, when I'm hearing all these fans clamoring for, we need another wing who can defend opposing wings and give us some added scoring punch and added defensive punch. You know, the defensive side is still a question mark for Kuzma, but at the end of the day, I'm like, isn't Kuzma that wing that we need? Because he's going to soak up all of those minutes, and if we're not getting Igadala, whatever wing we bring in, how many minutes is that guy even really going to take up? With that said, before we get into the rest of our episode... As usual, please follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please also rate and review us on iTunes because the more you rate and review us, Tommy, I didn't write anything for this part. Do you have something?
0: That's how many times Dwight Howard's going to wag his fingers at the crowd.
1: Ooh, Matumbo style. Matumbo I like style. That. I like that. Um, yes, so please rate and review us on iTunes and. The reading of the night is back, and our impressionist extraordinaire Tommy Alexander is back to read it. Tonight, he will be reading it as KCP. Take it away.
0: This review is entitled, My New Favorite Podcast, by Christina the Fiver. Recently came across the Lakers Legacy podcast shortly after AD was traded, was getting traded. I definitely vibe with you guys. Yo guys, keep it real. And Jonathan does a great job as a host with his quirky jokes here and there. Hey, hey. Keep it up, you guys. Smiley face.
1: Nice. Thank you, Christina the Fiver. Tommy, did you hear that? She likes my jokes. She thinks they're quirky. Is it quirky? She said quirky, right? Yeah, she thinks they're quirky and she thinks I'm a good host. What do you have to we say need about at that? at
0: least one five to balance out all those ones. Oh... oh. For your
1: poor jokes. Oh damn! Okay, well, thank you, Christina the Fiver. You know we <laughs> we really appreciate your comments, especially me. Thank you for saying I'm a good host and I've got good jokes and You're a good jokes. Host. We don't get a lot of female reviewers, so it's really cool to even know that we have female listeners. I you know it's a female, dude? It's the internet. I wouldn't assume anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just gonna give her the benefit of the doubt, okay, or give him the benefit of the doubt. So, thank you, Christina, for that review. Uh, no, but actually Christina is the homie that I've had the privilege of meeting the last week or so. She uh, slid into my DMs on Instagram, expressed her appreciation for the podcast and the work we do, sent us a five-star rating and review, which we just read, but also we kind of hit it off, talked about basketball, and we decided to watch the game, the Dallas game, together on Friday. And boy, was it a lit one to catch with a an LLP fan. I hate using that word, but it was really cool to talk with an avid Lakers Legacy podcast listener, uh, just talk basketball with them. And just geek out over the game. And we're hoping, if you guys are open to it, if we get enough response to have some Lakers Legacy Podcast brewery bar hangouts, if you guys are down for that. Uh, If you guys live in the San Gabriel Valley area, I'm sure that's very easy to facilitate and accommodate. But yeah, if you want to see my live reaction, our live reaction to the Danny Green game-tying three Against the Mavericks. Uh, check out my personal page at jhun88. I also retweeted it on the at Lakers Legacy Pod account. But yeah, shout out to Christina. She is definitely a girl. I saw her in person. Talked to her in person. She is a girl, but she is also the homie. So, just another example. Great example of how awesome our listeners are and how cool it is to be part of this extended Lakers family. I've been able to gain a lot of friends through this unexpectedly, and um, hoping to establish more genuine connections with you guys. Um, But yeah. Uh, Tommy, you did a great job reading it as KCP, and I have to ask you now, what went into your channeling of the almost binary Mamba KCP?
0: I thought about how great it would be to be grossly overpaid at my job for three years in a row, <laughs> and uh, how happy I'd be in that in that circumstance, and I just went with that feeling.
1: Very nice. May we all be blessed with uh, the gift of KCP mana from heaven. Thanks for reading that review. With that said, uh, yeah, I will now take it to my thoughts on whatever game just finished, and then Tommy, you're gonna you're gonna fade away into the background. Goodbye. <sighs> See you later. Well, woo, boy. Razmataz Skiggly Doo. Did I speak that ish into existence or what? Uh, That pre-recorded intro with Tommy that happened after the Memphis Grizzlies game went a lot better than I expected and wow the lakers are number one we're number one we're number one they hold sole possession of number one in the western conference at five and one after beating the san antonio spurs tonight 103 to 96 after also beating the dallas mavericks on the road on friday 119 to 110 two incredible games to watch they both went down to the wire in differing circumstances with the Lakers having to grind it out and come back from a deficit against the Mavericks. And then in this game, the Lakers holding the huge lead and uh, relinquishing it because they were a little complacent, a little sloppy, but in the end still maintaining composure, maintaining that veteran poise and pulling it out. And what, what a weekend. What a season by the Lakers so far through six games. Man, it has been incredible to watch. Uh, I'm going to try and collect myself as best as possible because I am doing this last part solo. But yeah, I can't believe I spoke that 5-1 into existence. But I guess you can do that when you have a legit good team, right? And wow, 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 wow. The Lakers seem like they are a legit good team. And how refreshing is that? Uh, Tonight against the Spurs, the Lakers were the superior team on the floor. And that was undeniable. You could sense it. You could feel it. They didn't play well offensively at all. They turned the ball over a ton. And not only did they turn the ball over, but their turnovers led to immediate transition buckets for the San Antonio Spurs. And I think on our end, we only had like, we only had five points off of the turnovers that we forced. It was definitely below 10 points. So the disparity there was insane. But when you have such a suffocating defense like the Lakers have this year, thanks to Anthony Davis and thanks to Dwight Frickin' Howard, D39, D39 redemption. When you have those two guys anchoring your defense, sometimes it can absolve a whole ton of sins and cover a whole lot of issues for us. And that's what's happening right now. In spite of the fact that we've been looking clunky on offense and whenever LeBron James goes on these one-on-one escapades where he just settles for these long step-back three-pointers and isn't hitting them, our defense is able to tide us over. And Dwight Howard, what can you say? D3-9, D12, same, same, but different. But different in a good way. D3-9, way better than D12. Accepting his role. Oh my gosh. Dwight Howard tonight. 7 of 7 from the field. 14 points. 13 rebounds. 2 assists. 2 beautiful assists. 1 alley-oop lob to Anthony Davis. 1 shovel pass to LeBron James as he was knifing into the lane for a layup. 2 blocks. The box score says he has zero steals, but we all know that's not the case. Dwight Howard and his hands. He has been disrupting so many plays, disrupting pick and rolls, containing guards at such an advanced and adept level. He is causing havoc out there on the defensive end for opposing teams, and they have no idea what to do. Uh, it's bad enough that Anthony Davis is there anchoring our defense as the help and blocking any shot that comes his way. But Dwight Howard is just containing everything. He's sticking with these guards, and he's stopping their penetration. And even when they penetrate, he's stripping them of the ball. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, by the way, is shooting a ridiculous 79% from the field uh, through six games thus far. Uh, it is incredible. It is incredible. We would not have won this game without Dwight Howard. He looked explosive AF tonight. I cannot emphasize that enough. He looked pumped up. He was, uh, he was showing off a little to the San Antonio Spurs crowd. Probably should have gotten called for a technical here and there, but I don't care, man. Dwight Howard is pushing to be the defensive player of the year for not only the Lakers, but for the entire league. And that's crazy to say, given that Anthony Davis is on his team. But that is a realistic possibility and not a crazy statement to make through six games. Now, the question is whether or not he's going to be able to sustain that play. But so far, Dwight Howard has looked better and better as each game has gone along. And it's clear that he's slowly getting his legs back as well. I don't even know what to say. Dwight Howard, he kind of gets the game ball tonight for... Being the Lakers' defensive general and being their emotional general as well, providing them with that spark and that energy that they needed when they were being complacent, when they were being sloppy. I can't say enough about Dwight Howard. There are some crazy stats. Before tonight's game, um, the starting lineup with JaVale McGee had a minus 5 net rating, but a plus 74 net rating with Dwight Howard on the floor. This is from Forum Blue and Gold. Before tonight's game, Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard had a plus 73 defensive net rating together on the court. And that was the number one rating for any pairing in the league by a wide margin. Anthony Davis currently leads the league with 2.8 blocks a game. Dwight Howard is number four after tonight's game with 2.4 blocks. And we were thinking of this guy as groundbound and not able to leap anymore, and yet he's still getting these blocks. And honestly, his steal number should probably be right up there as well for a center. He, Yeah, he is disrupting everything. His containment on the perimeter is amazing. It's stellar. Has to be the best in the league right now. Moving his feet. He's pretty much playing LeBron James' role on defense when LeBron James was in his prime and checking these guards and wings. Except Dwight Howard's doing it, and that's his only assignment, and he is excelling it. Excelling in it in every possible way. Dwight Howard, man. That's it. MVP. There you go. Uh, what else? Uh, shout outs to KCP for hitting some ridiculously tough but huge shots down the stretch. Uh, his last shot notwithstanding, which kind of hit the backboard on the other end. But uh, shout out to Special K. That's what I'm going to call him now. Special K to the rescue tonight. he hit that baseline fadeaway jump shot and then hit a huge three uh, to really help the struggling Lakers on offense. Uh, I guess it's not surprising that KCP would have the balls to hit those two shots after missing a wide-open three-pointer on the baseline, but uh, props to KCP, man. Uh, Tonight, he came through in a meaningful way, uh, hitting meaningful shots. Um, Avery Bradley. So, I guess he sustained a lower leg injury, but it seems like they took x-rays, those x-rays are negative, and he'll be day-to-day. He had a stellar game tonight. He was 7 of 9 from the field. He had 16 points. Locking down DeJounte Murray, you could tell when he was out of the game, DeJounte Murray, that's when Murray actually got into a groove and started hitting all these floaters, getting into the lane, getting foul calls. That was because Avery Bradley was out of the game, and KCP was in. Um, But Avery Bradley was stellar tonight. He had that awesome alley-oop to Dwight Howard, that kind of brought the house down, and I think Dwight Howard after that kind of stared uh, on top of uh, Jakob Pirtl. Uh That's the one he probably should have gotten called for a technical on, but um, Avery Bradley had a phenomenal game. 16 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 0 turnovers. He hit 1-3, and threes were hard to come by in this game for the Lakers. They've been hard to come by the last two games, actually. The Lakers only shot 6 of 24 from 3. LeBron James was 0 for 6. In the Dallas game, the Lakers shot an abysmal 28%, 9 of 32, with that insane Danny Green buzzer-beating game-tying shot, uh, the biggest one of all. But yeah, man, the Lakers are winning in ugly fashion because of their defense. The Lakers are eventually going to experience a positive regression here when it comes to the three-point shooting. I have no doubt about that, especially with Kuzma rounding into form. He hasn't hit a normal three. Uh, In the Dallas game, he was short-arming a lot of shots. He wasn't putting his legs into it, wasn't putting enough arc, and all of his shots were front-rimming. Tonight, he had two threes that rimmed in and out. So he's getting closer, and that banker from half-court... I think hopefully will help him moving forward, uh, put the lid off of the basket and uh, allow him to relax a bit more. He did have that really nice Kobe fadeaway jump shot on the baseline, which was sick. Um, but most of all, Kal Kuzma tonight played stellar defense. He was switching on guards. He was switching on wings. He was switching on LaMarcus Aldridge and maintaining his ground, not biting for pump fakes, and just being tall and long. And that's all we need Kyle Kuzma to be, except now he's added the defensive fundamentals and discipline along with it. And um, stellar job by Kalkuzma. Kuzma. He did a great job against Chris Taps Porzingis when we played the Mavericks uh, on Friday. And that was surprising just because of how huge Porzingis is. But Kuzma stayed with him, was a deterrent, kept his hands up, his arms up, and uh, he bothered Kristaps on uh, several shots that he had that assignment on. So props to Kyle Kuzma. He's, he's going to slowly round into form. His offense is going to come. I'm not worried about that at all. He only had five points, three rebounds tonight, two of seven from the field, one of four from three. He has yet to hit an open normal Three point jump shot, but I'm sure that's going to come around. And I'm sure the Lakers' three point shooting will come around. I mean, we've got an offers from Quinn Cook and Troy Daniels. If it wasn't for KCP hitting two threes, we'd be four for 19 tonight, you know? So. LeBron was 0-for-6. I thought he got a little too trigger-happy in the third quarter there. And instead of taking it to the basket and putting pressure on the San Antonio Spurs bigs, he settled for a lot of jump shots. He was taking matchups personally with LaMarcus Aldridge. But instead of taking it to the rim against Aldridge, he would just step back and take that three-point shot. And he couldn't hit any of them tonight. He was 8-of-23. I think you could tell that LeBron James was tired tonight. But it doesn't matter because after his historic performance against the Dallas Mavericks, where he got a 39-point triple-double after Anthony Davis had his 40-point, 40-20 game, LeBron James followed things up tonight with 21 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds, 2 steals, 1 block, a back-to-back triple-double for LeBron James. He had the highest plus-minus of the night, plus 15, which is kind of surprising. And he continues to play very, very, very solid defense. And... I think a lot of that is just due to the Lakers as a team just buying in on the defensive end and them all exerting effort. And it's just so apparent to see. And it's it's such a joy to watch what a collective unit like this who buys in on defense can be. Defense wins championships, and we're starting to see that come to pass. And if we can maintain this and sustain this for the rest of the year... Man, we are going to be putting a hurt on people. We're putting a hurt on people right now. Dwight Howard sending a message. I'm glad the refs didn't call that a flagrant on Dwight when he smacked the ball from Derek White, and Derek White, unfortunately, or his body slammed to the ground pretty, pretty hard. So I'm glad they didn't call that a flagrant foul because Dwight was going for the ball the entire time, but also Dwight just showing that, hey, if you're going to come into the paint like that, you better come strong because I'm going to hit you you're going to get a pounding. You're going to get a beating. And Anthony Davis is sending the same message. He had a ridiculous block on a layup where he pretty much just erased it. Tonight, Anthony Davis, 25 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 blocks, 10 of 20 from the field. He did hit one three-pointer. He airballed the other one, but that's okay. I thought that LeBron James probably should have given the ball a little more to Anthony Davis down low, but you know what? Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the Lakers eked out the win. They made it harder on themselves tonight. Uh, They had a 19-point lead at one point. But even through the first quarter, when they started off slow, the Spurs Spurs scored five quick points. Um, The Lakers really put the clamps down. And when the Lakers put the clamps down on defense, it's so insane to watch. The Spurs could not get off any easy looks. And the shots that Rudy Gay hit tonight were extremely difficult. He hit 6 of 13 from the field, but I think four of those shots were highly contested. And honestly, he just... Props to him for hitting those crazy shots. But otherwise, if you looked at the shot attempts that the Spurs were throwing up there, they were ugly misses, dude. They were like... They were building brick houses. It was like off the glass, hard off the rim, to the left, to the right. They weren't even close. Very little in and outs from the Spurs tonight. Just because the Lakers were contesting everything, they were disrupting the flow of the offense by stripping every and any ball. So many deflections by the Lakers. It's just so hard to get off a clean look and a clean possession against this team, even if you have a very disciplined group like the San Antonio Spurs coached under Greg Popovich, even if they have a system in place. The Lakers are disrupting that at every turn, and it's such a joy to see. JaVale McGee only had 11 minutes tonight, rightfully so. I actually didn't think he played too poorly, but again, he's an easy scapegoat for those those slow starts. He did have two blocks tonight, which is great, but at the end of the day, JaVale just can't move his feet on the perimeter like Dwight Howard can, and he bites too easily on all these layup attempts, or even any shot attempt, really, so... It's clear that Dwight Howard on, on all ends is channeling his former defensive player of the year mentality and just bringing it to the table. And it's trickling down to this entire team and influencing everybody to play with that amount of effort, play with that amount of heart, um, play with that amount of smarts, actually. Yeah, I, I think he's clearly in the running for defensive player of the year. The only question mark is longevity and how much how long he can sustain it for. In one of my basketball threads with uh, Tommy Allen and some of our other friends, like my friend Victor, he mentioned that it's been thrown about there that Dwight Howard right now, a guy who's maybe lost a step physically, isn't entirely as explosive, although he is showing more signs of his explosivity, that he is almost like a prime Ben Wallace in terms of just the how strong he is, how he's able to contain the perimeter, how he's able to be that defensive general and be that talkative on the court, telling guys where to be, telling guys where to go, and just overall being such a defensive force. Uh, Ben Wallace was like a 2.5 block, like 1.5 steal sort of guy in his prime. And that's crazy to think that Dwight Howard, and right now he possesses even more offensive capability than Ben Wallace. He had a nice like drop step spin into a left-handed layup tonight and another and one soft putback on the rim tonight. So even in this debilitated state, he already has better offensive capabilities than Ben Wallace ever did and obviously can still catch lobs and stuff. But it's crazy to think that in his age 33 year that he is resembling a primed Ben Wallace. And if you can get a prime Ben Wallace out of Dwight Howard right now in terms of his defensive contributions, that's huge. That's all the Lakers could ask for. He is far exceeding all of our expectations and... Yeah, man, Redemption 39, off to a hot, hot start. We just have to pray, cross our fingers for health. But yeah, to close this episode, sorry, I don't even know where where I've been going. I've been jumping around everywhere. just really want to touch upon the Mavericks game really quickly. Look, man, the Lakers have really showed their heart and grit, and they are winning games right now while still trying to find themselves, still trying to find their identity, which, is, which it's clear that it's probably going to be on the defensive end. But even with working Kuzma back in for the first time, um, finding any sort of consistency on the perimeter, um, trying to juggle around the rotations to see who actually fits, whether we're still going to go with JaVale McGee, how long we're going to go with JaVale McGee in the starting lineup. That amidst all of this, the Lakers are finding ways to win through their veteran poise mainly from our two leaders, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis has been incredible in terms of his effort, his hustle, how much he goes out there, dies for loose balls. Of course, we probably wish he would do less of that just so he could preserve his body and there'd be less chance for injury. But that stuff trickles down to the rest of the team. You know, when your leaders are busting their ass out there, someone like Anthony Davis, who doesn't really need to do that, if you're not doing the same as a role player, then you're easily expendable, you know? Frank Vogel might as well just sit your ass. So props to Anthony Davis. 31 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks in that Dallas Mavericks game. Had that crazy dunk on Chris Porzingis in the on the baseline. And then in the overtime, LeBron James kept feeding the ball to Anthony Davis. And he went to work with some ridiculous post moves that showed off his incredible dribbling skills. He had a really nice crossover step-back baseline jump shot on Maxi Kleber or Dwight Powell. And then he had a really nice spin move where he spun on Maxi Kleber and Kristaps Porzingis was coming in on his periphery, and he still managed to put in a really nice soft floater in the clutch, which just goes to show you how skilled he is, how much touch he is. That is a difficult shot for a big man to pull off, okay? When you're spinning that aggressively and you have to stop and somehow loft into the basket, this soft floater. Anthony Davis is showing, one, his freakish length, but also his insane guard and wing skills along with that. You put those two together and it's an unstoppable force, which is what Anthony Davis showed us against the Mavericks, which is what LeBron James showed us against the Mavericks when he turned back the hands of time uh, for that vintage 39, 16, 12, four steals, one block performance, hitting four threes, um hitting all of his free throw shots, 9 of 11, pretty much. And, um, yeah, just taking it to the rim. You've, You've all seen it, that one play where LeBron James gets the loose ball and he skies for that loose ball, smacks it into his other hand and goes racing down the court. And all the Mavericks players are racing with him. And it wasn't like a clean, fast break. Like, there were guys ahead of LeBron James. He just beat them all down the court and then slammed it ferociously with two hands, hung on the rim a little, Someone described it on Twitter to me as it seemed like we turned off the fatigue on 2K and we were playing the Mavericks on rookie mode in that one play that we saw LeBron James just, you know, turbo it down the court and slam it down with ferocity, looking like he was a 23 year old LeBron James in his prime. So, what incredible two games from the Lakers uh, this past weekend! What a joy to watch this team! What a joy to watch a legitimately good team once again um we just have to hope for health continued minute management by frank vogel which i think he's done a stellar job of um, these last two games i like the way he's been staggering lebron james and anthony davis and i think as kyle kuzma continues to get integrated into this lineup and continues to get that lim- uh, minute restriction lifted that should help with balancing out LeBron James and Anthony Davis's minutes even more and preserving their bodies a little bit more. Rajon Rondo, I know nobody wants to hear this, but when he comes back, he should help the offense hum a little better and we should be more comfortable having LeBron James sit because I actually think that a Rajon Rondo, Cal Kuzma, Anthony Davis lineup to start the second quarter will be a pretty good lineup because Rajon Rondo, the one thing that he does well is push the pace, and he's going to be able to help us in that respect. Uh, right now, the Lakers, before tonight's game, they were 23rd in pace in the league, which makes sense for this team. You know, I'm not saying they should run the ball down people's throats, but we should be more opportunistic, and with Kuzma back and hopefully Rondo back soon, we should aim to be in the middle of the pack in pace, I think, and, and, and learn when to be yeah, like I said, opportunistic about pushing the ball, um, leaking out into transition, because we have athletic dudes, and LeBron James showed that he's still up to the task for some of these dunk shows, and Rajon Rondo, Kyle Kuzma should help with that. So yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to leave more of our thoughts for when I'm able to talk to Alan and Tommy later this week. All I know is Lakers fans, now is our time. We are number one in the West. The only other team with five wins is the Philadelphia 76ers. They are 5-0, and oh. But otherwise, the Lakers can say that they're the number one team in the Western Conference and they're looking like the best team in the league right now off the backs of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. We will go as far as they take us. And hopefully, in this time, as they tide us over, as our defense tides us over, thanks to Dwight Howard, some of the other role players come and join the party. That would be great, you know? Uh, KCP had 14 points. The season-high 14 points tonight, 5-9 from the field, 2-5 of five from the three-point line. If he continues to get better, that'll be great. We know Cal Kuzma's going to round into form. Oh my gosh, the Alex Caruso dunk. The Caruso goat dunk against, was it Maxi Kleber? I forget who it was. But yeah, that hammer, that hammer deep in the heart of Texas, as he put it on Instagram, was insane. We had so many highlights that game, man. I, I, I could spend a whole podcast just literally listing out the highlights from that game, and uh, tonight's game against the Spurs was much more of a grinded out, defensive game, but I mean, the defensive highlights from this team this year are so much fun to watch. So I'm not complaining about that at all. Yeah, like I mentioned, our role players will slowly join the fray here. There's going to be a positive regression coming with the three-point shooting. And LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, keep it up. Kyle Kuzma, welcome back. I just, I love this team. I love this team. I'm just crying. What a beautiful team. I mean, Danny Green's not even hitting that many threes. You know what I mean? Like, he had that stellar... First game and the Dallas game was good, 14 points, 3 of 6. But so far, he's been pretty inconsistent with his three-point shot. Uh, Defensively, he's been consistent as ever. But yeah, there's a positive regression coming. Quinn Cook, hit your open shots, buddy. Uh, That's probably my worst call of the season so far. I'll own up to it. But I still think he's going to contribute for us down the road. Troy Daniels, shake it off. Hit an open shot. Maybe Jared Dudley should be getting some minutes here. Just saying, you know, where's he been? Throw him out there for three minutes to muck things up get some offensive charges called against the other team. But all in all, what, what a beautiful team to root for this year. So much fun. And I'm glad to do it all with you guys. Um, Hey man, let's, let's make this the purge on the internet. Retweet all these idiots, these fools who are saying that Dwight Howard would be the uh, downfall of the Lakers. Um, And uh, you know, Clippers fans saying Avery Bradley sucks for taking all these mid range jump shots, et cetera, et cetera. The J Tyler Conways of the world. I can't believe I shattered his name out, but yeah, run amok, go crazy, go wild. It's time to celebrate. Yeah, it's, it's too early to do victory laps and whatnot. Things could still happen, but it's, it's very rare that we can have, you know, moments like this where we can say, we're number one in the Western Conference and we're not even at our best yet. We are still a work in progress WIP and the league better take notice. What's that thing that we said after preseason? Oh yeah, consider it a warning. Now we can actually say these things and the Lakers are a legitimately good team that even our jinxes don't work anymore. So I hope I can continue to say that throughout the season. Again, crossing fingers, no injuries, et cetera, et cetera. With that said, I'm going to end it right here. I have been blabbering for far too long, but it was such an exciting game to watch. And this weekend has been a dream. Great to be a Lakers fan. What a time to be alive. Lakers nation stand up, uh, puff your chest out a bit. And, uh, It's Liddy fam. Lit. A. F. Alright. We will probably have another episode coming out uh, sometime this week. Trying to... Hopefully gonna get Tommy on the line. It might be a car recording. So... Uh, keep that in mind. Audio is probably not going to be great on his end, but I don't think you guys will care because it's going to be litty as well. So with that said, please follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Express your excitement, express your joy, express your euphoria on the review section of iTunes. Give us five stars. You're so lit. We know it. You're turned up. We know it. And yeah, patreoncom slash Podcast. if you're willing to donate a buck or two or fifty dollars because you're so excited. Who knows? Anything can happen at this point. But yeah, I'm your host, Jonathan Hernandez, and uh, let's go Lakers! Special K, FTW. <laughs>